0: Hi everyone, welcome to the podcast. I'm very happy to be here today with J.H. Tepley. She is the founder of Aria Creed, which is a program for mind mastery and for discovering your life purpose. And she has a website, ariacreed.com. That, dot, org. dot .org, I knew that, <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> .org, where you can find all her work and I'll make sure to link to all her other social media platforms. And um, it says on her website, I've spent over 19 years studying the ancient and modern sources to recreate one of the most powerful systems of training, the mind that has ever existed. You will not find anything like it anywhere else. And when you try, you will be stunned by the results. Jay is a true scholar uh, and a true devotee of becoming a warrior in spirit, which is what her community of Arya Creed Warriors, is about. That's right. Yeah, and she also speaks Russian, Polish, and Japanese, and so her her scope of of knowledge is very global and very um, deep in time. So she's a, yeah, she's a very unique and unique individual that that understands a lot about what it means to combine ancient practices in most effectively in the modern world. And I really hope you guys go check out her work. But yeah, I wanted to start and talk about the topic of virtue, which is a word that goes very well with the concept of warriors and of um, being able to live your strongest self in mind mastery. And there's, there was an article that she wrote on her website that was called Make Virtue Your Shield. And it talked about um, what, are the, what are sort of things that we do that in some schools of thought, she wrote, like in some schools of thought, such attitudes are considered sins. But the truth is that these, that these particular errors that she talks about, should be eschewed not because they're displeasing to some deity, but because practicing them breaks you from the inside. And the three three categories she laid out were cardinal errors, self-sabotaging traps, and personal sacrifice. And I was hoping that you could help explain those three different categories a little more for us. Okay, so...
1: It would be actually interesting to hear when you first read about, um, what I explained in this article, what category do you think would be the most important of all?
0: Um, well, the self-sabotaging traps stood out to me. All right.
1: Okay. So, uh, there are, um, there are, as you said, three categories and the self-sabotaging trap is essentially um, attitudes, both mental and physical attitudes, that bring you down as a person. So they don't allow your fullest, greatest self to evolve. And the first one and the most well popular one as in the negative in the negative sense is the attitude of fear and many people are trapped by their own fear and they live in fear and that is essentially the only voice they listen to in their head because they try to play it safe and fear is what keeps them in the comfort zone and what stifles their growth and their efforts to achieve greatness and to become a better version of themselves, but also to be able to live the life they deserve and they dream about. So this is why it's really important. And then um, another attitude of this kind is also guilt. And we must understand that guilt is usually connected to something that, was left in the past, it's done. Mm -hmm. And being still trapped in that feeling and giving into it is not going to improve you or is not going to help anyone involved. It's only going to stifle your progress. Mm -hmm. And the best way to shed that yoke of greed, uh, of guilt is to realize that whatever happened in the past happened, it's done the past should be left alone and you know there is a beautiful quote we should take uh, from the past fire and not ashes and mm-hmm. so the easiest way to overcome that feeling of guilt is to understand that a we're not in charge of absolutely everything in other words sometimes things happen outside of our control and no matter how hard we try we're not able to stop them from happening but also, if you think that you could have done better or you should have done better, make a list of all the benefits that you personally derived from the situation, but also all the benefits that other people got from things evolving the way they have. Mm-hmm. And once you do that, and once you really, really meditate on that list and make it at least 20 positions long both for yourself and for others and you will realize that the lessons that we have to go through are there for a reason and it's not up to our ego to judge what we should have done or could have done because our soul knows what we need most and it's important to always keep in mind That, whatever you're doing, you're always doing your best as a person because this is what we strive towards. We strive towards greatness naturally. And so, appreciating your efforts will help you remain mindful and compassionate to yourself every time that you perceive you Mm stumbled. Now, um, another thing like that is dishonesty, where you think that you would be better off by saying things not quite the way they are and the reason why it's a trap and the reason why this whole category is called traps is because they appear as something sensible to do like it's sensible to be fearful because you can be um Starting a venture that is risky or not completely safe, but this is how you win, you know, nothing as they say nothing ventured, nothing gained, but also this attitude of dishonesty can actually sabotage your life in so many ways because if we lie to someone what happens is we uh, consciously deceive that person and we may get some temporary benefit from doing so. But it really erodes our self-esteem and our sense of personal power. Because by doing that, you essentially become less. You become a lesser version of yourself. You are forced to shrink to the confines of that lie and live with that lie. And you probably know, anyone who ever lied always feels that burden that again that guilt associated with it and something that makes them smaller and so lying to someone for a temporary benefit will always backfire in the long run because your true conscious your soul will witness that and will disagree with that and that little Uh, Burden will grow bigger and bigger over time and it will really interfere with your personal power Now there are quite a few uh, Attitudes mentioned in that list. I would encourage you to go and read that article because Going through every single one one by one would take uh, would take us a long time but one thing that I would like to say in general is that just as I explained in the article the reason why we should do certain things right and avoid doing other things is not because someone else may be watching or someone else may be judging, but because we are doing it for ourselves Mm -hmm. to feel strong and to feel clean in our own heart. And that feeling is priceless. If you know that you're going through life doing the right things for the right reasons, then every time you feel a little bit stronger and a little bit lighter and happier as you go through your life. And that feeling radiates through your choices, your attitudes, the way you interact with people, meaning that it triggers positive changes in your life overall. And this is why it's so important to be mindful of those traps.
0: Yeah, thank you for emphasizing at the end the idea of doing it for yourself because it's another, um, one of the tangles of guilt that you can being stuck in the past, obviously that you try to, um, uh, try to strengthen yourself for, for others while being disconnected from, from your own like feeling and your own clarity. And yeah, absolutely I appreciate that. Um, and you also mentioned, I just want to fit this in r- real quickly before we go on to the next topic, but you mentioned we all naturally strive for greatness. And last right. time that we talked, I really appreciated how you, um, talk, understood greatness. And I, I'd, I'd be happy if you told people like, what does greatness mean to you? Um, yeah.
1: All right. So just as everything in nature, if you think of anything that lives, they always try to be the best version of themselves possible. And it's an instinct. It's something embedded in all life forms. So every tree tries to be the best tree it can, every flower, every animal, every bird. And so within us, there is that tendency, that urge to grow and to manifest ourselves as our fullest greatest boldest selves that can serve the world greatly and every time we stifle that growth and every time we put a lid on it we suffer because it feels suffocating it's the same as say you plant a seed in the soil and then if you cover it up with something heavy and it can't grow it will suffer and it will try to break through so that seed of greatness within you Allow it to break through the limitations of your ego and allow it to grow and flourish. Greatness means an alignment with your true highest self, with that an amazing potential that you have within you as a human being. Understanding that you are here for a special reason. You are here on the mission to share your gift with others. And so tapping into that gift, living in alignment with your truth and with what you're here for. This is what creates that state we call greatness, where you can naturally feel proud of yourself as a person, not in an egoic way, but in a way that you actually feel that quite content with your work done here for yourself and for others. You have nothing to blame yourself for because you know that No matter what happened, whether you won, uh, whether you had a lesson to learn, you always did your best and you always had the benefit of others in mind as well as yourself. Because as the Buddha said, your compassion is not complete unless it includes yourself. And so this state of mind, of inner power, of being anchored and rooted in your truth and sharing this light with others unconditionally, that is greatness mm-hmm.
0: yeah that was beautiful and another thing on your website that you that you say is that your life depends on what you stand for is that exactly is that right yeah and that the top the topic of greatness that just as you outlined it goes excellently with the uh, using having virtue as your shield um that allows you to break through your ego really understanding those categories allow you to do that absolutely so, yeah um so the second topic that i wanted to go into is about architecture and about our cities and how there is a fundamental difference between living in an environment that can lift you up energetically and intelligently versus almost tear you down psychologically and you have a video about this and you oh, I do, about, yes. yeah the, like the rates of depression anxiety those kinds of things mental health are so extremely high in cities today and at the same time in cities across the world we're tearing down um old old buildings and old structures that were made by people that weren't just developers or architects who were trying to get the get the next highest paying job but they Mm -hmm. were like they were scholars themselves and they were interested in like astronomy and they were interested in mathematics and about so, like social structures and they wanted the and and art and they wanted the places that people lived and and worked within to be uplifting and Absolutely. um whereas obviously today we have so many structures that you can call it, term it satanic architecture that do the opposite um to our to our spirits <laughs> and our souls and and actually make make us sicker rather than than stronger and wiser. And I wanted you to talk a little bit more about your experience with with this subject, like how you've observed it, maybe in different particular cities. Um, Yeah, tell more about your opinion and knowledge about it.
1: All right, just as you said, uh, many centuries ago and throughout the human history, architecture was almost a sacred discipline. So to become an architect, one had to study ethics, philosophy, astronomy, and many other things that would allow them to create a harmonious environment for people to live in. And not just a building, but some place that would inspire greatness, virtue, and strength in people who lived in it and looked at it and so uh, it was a quote i believe by pythagoras that uh, architecture is music frozen in stone some attribute this quote to geth as well so what happens is people who knew how important the environment is to inspire people to become better selves their architecture reflected that they actually lived by those high moral standards. And one of the best examples of it um, is uh, the architecture of the Roman Empire. And when we think about the Roman Empire, we think of the ages of decline and decay when it started falling apart, but really what allowed that empire to exist for nearly 2,000 years and actually thrive and be one of the greatest empires in the world was its strong moral values. So the first Romans and Romans at the time of the um, flourishment of the empire were known for their high moral values and virtues. So the Roman virtues were actually famous around the world. their architecture reflected their philosophy and their strength and so what is happening right now because the shadow as i call it or the negative dark energy is getting considerably stronger in the world we are getting robbed of any opportunity that we can have for greatness for growth and for developing inner strength and so there is an actual strategy to destroy the old buildings and replace them with satanic architecture. And you can look it up, for example, in Europe, it's um, one of the uh, EU, the European Union directives that all buildings should be destroyed and replaced with concrete and glass. And the problem is not, so much about the materials that they use with the shapes that they use mm-hmm. so recently i run a course with for my students in what i call the extended perception so the extended perception is using the senses of your mind rather than your physical eyes and physical ears we all have the senses of the mind called clairaudience clairvoyance and so on Mm-hmm. but most people don't know how to use them so i was running that course and one of the points uh, one of the subjects in this course were actually architecture and i showed them uh, separate folders one of them was just about the satanic architecture and one of them was beautiful architecture from a long time ago and what's interesting i could hardly find any photos of those buildings so i had to use Uh actual paintings because there are not many of them left and so it was interesting to watch how when uh, the students opened the first folder their faces is literally set, like their shoulders slumped, uh, their gaze became dull. And just by looking at those pictures, they somehow became kind of depressed. And when I said, well, how do you feel? How would you feel if you had to live around those buildings and look at them every day? And they said, I would just be suicidal. I would hate my life and hate myself. And actually the reason, Uh, quite a lot of research so if you look it up you will see how living around those buildings actually affects people on so many levels both the psychological and physiological level and also the crime rates around this kind of estates are much higher than around buildings with the classical architecture so after we went to the folder with the beautiful ancient architecture that inspired greatness again the difference was staggering because straight away their faces brightened up and their eyes were sparkled and they're like oh my god this is such a beautiful world i would so love to live in and one of them said i'm actually sad and i said why are you sad and he said well because we are robbed of the opportunity to live in a world like that and our ancestors were so blessed by being able to actually surround themselves with the objects of beauty, because it's not just architecture, our music, music, our art—like all in inverted commas—I know it's going to be an audio, so it's difficult to show the inverted commas. Uh, but
0: uh,
1: but yeah, let's say music, let's say art. Uh, there is very uh, few artists that still create something that would inspire greatness, and most people just go with the flow. And quite a lot of it is, um, well, I don't want to say junk because perhaps some people believe that it serves a purpose. But the truth is, if you experience that, and then you experience something else, let's experience some are um, other true kind of music or expose yourself to true classical art you will see just how much difference it creates in the way you feel and function and the way you feel influences your health influences your life influences how you respond to life circumstances and other people and so it has loads of ramifications that people are unaware of and this is why because of the power that it brings these kind of areas in our lives were heavily contaminated by the darkness by the shadow and what we have to deal with right now is what we are witnessing where apparently students um, in those architecture schools do not know how to draw anymore and are actually outright forbidden to create anything that would be remotely beautiful or classical and they're forced to just exercise in creating satanic designs otherwise they are not allowed to graduate this is what i heard so it's absolutely appalling and it's a disaster for our society it's one of those things that definitely brings our society down and the danger of it and the tragedy of it is that it's so covert it's so hidden it's mm-hmm. not something that most people would look at and think straight away oh yeah um they're trying to bring us down and destroy us as yeah. a society they're like oh yeah no, another ugly building uh those yeah. new ones are horrible but they wouldn't think deeper into it and what it means so mm-hmm. what we could do to start putting our society back on track and reduce those staggering suicidal and depression rates is try to make sure that our environment is as harmonious and as beautiful as we can possibly make it so we have to feel in charge of our environment and be good custodians custodians of what we have in this life what is our domain and you know it can be tiny room It doesn't mean that you have to be rich and live in a villa. It can be a really tiny room. But if you put your heart and soul into it, if you arrange it mindfully, if you look and find the objects that really mean something to you and you create this little space, no matter how little it can be, and arrange it as your personal sanctuary, you will notice just how much influence it has on your life and how much
0: better it makes you feel. Yeah, do you have any um, just suggestions of historical or ancient architecture that people could search for Even though as you said it's very hard to find a lot of information on these things But to help uh, remind them and gender in them that feeling of, of what, they, what they would get when they looked at that kind of architecture Are there any specific places or buildings that you're thinking of?
1: Absolutely, classical Roman architecture is the best. I would say the Romans cracked the code. they actually found what it takes. They found the exact proportions of what buildings should look like to be the ultimate and the optimal containers of for human beings, so to speak so the ultimate the ultimate manifestation of greatness as represented through stone and
0: brick Mm -hmm. what about um like more naturally natural based architecture because when i think of um roman architecture i yeah i think of stone i think of columns i you know i think of solidity but i think there's lots of people also that are very interested in more like lord of the rings kind of you know what i mean like elven architecture the idea of being able to be incorporated with nature
1: Warm? more like malaysia kind of style
0: i don't know much about malaysia so what's malaysia kind of style
1: well if you google it you will see essentially it's uh what you're describing but in the real world so it's an architecture where the architecture and i'm not talking about modern one i'm talking about a uh, traditional architecture yeah it's designed as though to blend into its surroundings and uh-huh. create um this yeah uh, it create a unity with the environment mm-hmm. well I would say it all depends on what you're after because those kind of styles create different feelings within you and the easiest way to understand how it works is thinking of the concept of yin and yang mm-hmm. the positive and the negative and not negative in the way of bad negative but it's like the positive and the negative polarity of the magnet so one is sending energy outward and another one is bringing energy in and it's like the masculine and the feminine and so our society as a whole in general we are more wired for the masculine polarity the polarity that pushes forward and Mm -hmm. conquers and succeeds and leads Mm -hmm. but there are also people who are more inclined to uh, the in polarity Mm -hmm. and those people would find this nature inspired elven inspired architecture more comforting and more natural Mm
0: -hmm. and so
1: it is obviously important to find whatever resonates with you most as a person because we're all different and some people are naturally Empowered and inspired by the young architecture and the young polarity, yeah. and some people prefer the polarity, and they are both very valuable. And um, there is not a question of one being better than the other. You can't have, you know, you can't have a plus without a minus on the magnet. That's how magnets work, and this is how everything in the universe works. So, if you are more uh, inclined towards the Yin polarity then obviously this kind of elven architecture will uh, resonate with you more or Art Nouveau but if you notice uh, if you know anything about the history of architecture Art Nouveau existed for I think merely 20 years or some such very short period of time and it never really caught up in Europe properly Mm -hmm. because as, as I said as a society as a civilization we are more young inclined Mm-hmm. And so, if you try to cultivate the yin uh, polarity in you too much, it means that you, on some level, uh, fall out of sync with the society that you are a member of. And again, obviously, there are remedies for that, uh, even to the point that you can travel somewhere else and live in a different society that resonates more with who you see yourself and feel yourself as a person. Mm-hmm. But if you want to be a, cha- a force for change in the world, then you definitely need more young polarity simply because this is the polarity that goes forward, pushes through obstacles and makes things happen. And the in polarity is about preservation, healing, guarding what is already there. So in are the guardians of the past. Mm-hmm. And if that past is beautiful, and the tradition is there, then by all means. But sometimes because impolarity is quite conservative, it can feel that they should protect anything. And then this is how we have the 20th century uh, conservation society. And they actually protect satanic architecture because they think there is some value in it. Uh But the truth is um, you have to educate your mind and your soul Like Aristotle said, the education of your mind without the education of the soul, of the heart, is no education at all. Mm -hmm. And so educating yourself about what's good and right and aligning with the truth and stepping away from any kind of social concepts in terms of social propaganda, telling you what you should be, what you must be, but instead listening to the quiet voice within you that tells you what is right for you personally if you listen to that voice if you align with the truth then you will know what you resonate with most and it will allow you not only live your truth but also help you show others how it can be done and inspire others so whether you are young polarity or you're in polarity once you find your truth and once you're grounded and rooted there then other people seeing how great it is for you will Come and yeah, well come and gather around. You know, they, they will want to have what you have. And this is how you really create a difference in the world. You just lead by example.
0: Yeah, I really, really appreciate the way that you took the architecture topic into yin and yang. That was like a way that I hadn't really clearly thought about and that was very helpful, like the 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 need for, for both of them. The, the mm-hmm. understanding of the naturalness and the yang as well um, in terms of our human spirit of of g- really the topic of greatness in a way, but how that there's uh, there's such a beauty in the unity with nature and the connection and the preservation as well um, and whatever resonates with you is it's important so, you know. absolutely what,
1: whatever resonates with you gives you the power yeah
0: so. I will wrap up now. I just wanted to make the quick mention that um, Jay has a wonderful YouTube channel that you can just look up by typing in Arya Creed on YouTube, and she has all sorts of mind mastery techniques, um, things to help you understand how to meditate, um, how to become a real-life Jedi, which, <laughs> which Jay Indeed. is and um, many other topics so thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your knowledge and i'm looking forward to um, being more aware <laughs> more well my
1: pleasure and uh, thank you for inviting me
0: yeah bye bye
1: most of time when the rain is started pouring or how we grinded made the weather change <laughs> most of time when the rain is started pouring or how we grind it, dramatic, Most of the time, when the rain is start pouring, or how we grind it, make the weather change for us. us but oh, we never change, 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 change for, change, oh, never for change, change, change. So smile for us when you see us dry for us. Nigga, watch us far.
0: Stop and start, nigga, not at all. Cause I don't care too much for money, but money can buy me love. i give you.